How many is ready for Thanksgiving week? Amen. Eat that turkey. Them poor turkeys and take a nap. That's right. Get stuffed on the stuffing. I, I, I was thinking about Thanksgiving this week. And, and, and if you'll just keep playing that song. It's just, it's in my spirit today. I want to, I, I, I got to tell a couple jokes though. I, I got to tell a couple jokes. And these are, these are questions here. Why was the turkey the percussionist in the band? Oh, I heard it over here. He has the drumsticks. <laughs> Who's not hungry on Thanksgiving? The turkey, because he's stuffed. Well. <laughs> there you go. had our uh, nephew's daughter here with us Wednesday, and, and uh, I tease her so much I can't remember her name, Addison, and uh, she was telling me all sorts of these little one-liners, and I was able just to pop them right back with it. We just had a blast, and I, I think she's a five, seven, seven yeah, and uh, <laughs> so. They're really close. <laughs> we're, we're on the same wavelength with our jokes. Boy, she's giving me one, I give her one right back. So it's really good. As Christians, Thanksgiving should not be just a, uh, a date in November that we start giving thanks. How many has something to be thankful for? Hallelujah. The fact you're breathing God's air this morning, praise God. Praise God. The fact the devil didn't take you to hell already. Praise God. Praise God. God has done way too much for us not to be thankful and to have a gratitude uh, a heart of gratitude in everything we do in our life. It's a lifestyle that the Christian should be the example of. Unfortunately, we get in the flesh sometimes, and not, that's not the way it always turns out for us, right? Thanksgiving is a time to reflect on our blessings, a time to give thanks for what we have, and that should start when we thank God for salvation. He gave us that. I, I was praying this morning and just come to my spirit. He first loved me. He first loved me. I couldn't love him, but he first loved me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank him for salvation. How many of you are thankful you've been saved today? I, I want to know you're thankful you've been saved today. Glory to God. I am so good. I'm glad to be in a house where a bunch of Christians are thanking God today. Amen. You were praising beautifully, and, it, and it's going to continue in just a moment. I, I'm going to give you some things to be thankful for. Be thankful for your family. Amen. You're thinking, you don't know my family. Be thankful for your family. I know you didn't get to choose them. Some of us might have chose somebody different in our family. And there's probably someone in everyone's family you would say, if I could replace that one family member, I... That's the one I'd replace. You don't have to be, you don't, you don't have to say anything. I'm not, you're not being quizzed. You're not, this, I'm not writing this down, so you're all right. But it's still the truth. You can be thankful for your church family. This is family by choice. Amen. Our church, TFT, is family by choice. You chose to be here, and I thank God for that. I thank God that you're in my family today. Amen. Hallelujah. You're family by choice. We should be thankful for everything God's provided for us. How many's ever done something or 
give something to someone and they just wasn't thankful for him. I was asked one time to come to a school function and uh, to eat lunch with the student. This was years ago. And I went and I thought, you know, I'm going to make this special. I went and bought us these special sandwiches. We didn't just eat the cafeteria food. We had special sandwiches. They were like eight bucks a sandwich. And I went in there and I sat down and, and after a while we're eating and, and this person dissected the food, never said thanks, never said anything. And I didn't care at the time. It's just this story reminded me of it today. Dissected the food. Some of the other kids around said, hey, can I have that, that tomato, that whatever else he was taking off? And the answer was no, 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 no. Eat about two bites of a foot long, picked it up, wrapped everything up, and threw it away. And I thought to myself, you little snot. You wait till I talk to your mama and daddy. Some people are just not grateful. They're not thankful for anything. They expect it. They feel like they deserve it. Entitlement. Well... I don't ever want to be accused of not being thankful or have be ungrateful and for anything, right? Well, there's some situations we don't enjoy. But we need to be living our lives in a constant positioning of thankfulness. Giving praise to God has to be more than just counting our blessings before Diving into Thanksgiving meals. Lord, thank you for this turkey. Had to die for us. I seen one of my friends on Facebook. He had to drive several hours home in Michigan. and uh, But before he got there, a, a turkey flew into their windshield. Shattered their windshield. And they had to drive home that way several hours with the windshield shattered. They said, everybody's safe? Does anybody want to clean out my car? I was like, I understand that. Be thankful, or being thankful, or having a heart of gratitude is a lifestyle. And I, I want to read our text. I'm in Psalms 100. Most of you already know it. If you'll stand for the reading of God's Word, you can watch up here on the screen. If you could turn there quick enough before I read it, you're welcome to. New King James Version is what I'm reading out of. Psalms 100, verse number 1. The heading of this says, The Psalm of Thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout or a joyful noise is what the King James Version says. To the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. We've been doing that, amen? We've been singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Don't get so proud and high and mighty you think you've done something. It's God that made us. It's God that does everything through us. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He is our shepherd and he's taking care of you today. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. We have a lot to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving week. And I want to preach to you for just a few moments with the subject, giving praise at Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. It's already anointed. I ask you, Lord, to anoint me with the power of the Holy Ghost to speak your word with boldness 
And the seed of the word will go into fertile ground today as we preach. I thank you for everything from this point on. Father, what you're going to do in this service, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You may be seated. Brother Jordan, would you uh, adjust the heat for us over there? I see a lot of people fanning, and uh, I'm already starting to perspire. Mom and Dad just had to turn on their uh, uh, electric blankets up there and warm up a little bit. Philippians 4 and 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Wow. How many knows who wrote Philippians? Paul. How many knows all the heartaches Paul had in his life? <laughs> Him and Silas is in prison. Locked in stocks. Some people say it was a dungeon in the lowest part of the prison. And yet they were praising and singing worship songs unto the Lord. And I love what the Bible said. And the other prisoners, prisoners heard them. People a lot of times say, well, I, need, I can pray silently. You can. You can sing silently. You can. But I want to praise and I want to pray where people can hear me so they know who I'm about. and who uh, It's God that's in my life that I'm praising. I'm worshiping. Paul says to rejoice always. And then to make sure we get his point, he says, and again, I say rejoice. rejoice. Just in case you missed it, rejoice. And if you missed it, rejoice. <laughs> when we're supposed to, when are we supposed to praise God? Always. All the time. Always on a consistent basis. Not just at Thanksgiving. We shouldn't just be thankful and praising God at Thanksgiving or Christmas or when we get a new car or house. Rejoice in the Lord always, and always is an awful lot to be asking of some of us. <laughs> that's like all the time. Rejoice always, that, that's like all the time, every time, the whole time. That's like in all situations. Pastor, I don't like all situations. I'm going to rejoice in all situations. It's in all situations. Still rejoice. That's like when you don't feel good. That's like when we don't want to. Titus right now, he's in that thing right there. I tell him, give me this, give me that. And he looks at me and he just runs from Papa. He doesn't want to. When someone's being mean to us, rejoice. When the devil's working his hardest, when we really can't see the, the need of even doing it, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise is a lifestyle. Hallelujah. It's a lifestyle and you do it all the time, always. Praise is something that comes from your innermost being. Praise comes from a place that loves God more than the weakness of our flesh. Because our flesh battles against our spirit. How many are in the flesh today? Yes, and we battle, we battle that flesh. We're in the flesh. We're battling the flesh. But you know what? We're people of the spirit. Amen? Our flesh just doesn't want to live a lifestyle of praise and worship. Our flesh wants to do what it wants to do. A lifestyle of praise has to be cultivated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you what, God's really been working on me in all situations. You pray for something, God answers a prayer, and I'm just thinking, I'm just happy. I'm just glad it all happened. And then it takes me a while, and after a while, I realize, oh, God did that. What is wrong with your pastor? I ought to be thinking of that the first thing, God did that. Don't look at me like con condemnation. You're the same way sometimes. I read somewhere that said when we don't want to pray, 
pray anyway. Because there's a spirit against you trying to get you not to pray, trying to get you distracted. And that spirit is so strong that's keeping you from prayer. It should show the importance of prayer. And that's why we go ahead and push through and begin to pray. The devil knows that what it does on the inside of us when he prays, when we praise and worship, when we pray. He tries to keep our mouths shut. He tries to keep our lifestyle from praising and worshiping God at all costs. The devil understands the value of praise. How many knows he was the worship leader in heaven? The devil understands that it's a weapon. And if you can keep your weapon hostered, he's got you right where he wants you. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice always. <laughs> Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What am I telling you today? What is the word telling us today? In everything, give thanks. How many know that this is the will of God? It's the will of God for us to give thanks. If you want to be in the will of God, then you must give God praise and thanks in every situation. Well, I didn't get a lot of amens there. Amen. I'm hearing them. They're trickling in. Trickling in, kind of like coming to church. They're trickling in. I don't thank God for the bad situations. I don't. I thank him in spite of the bad situations. I thank him because he's faithful in every situation. I thank him because I know he's going to bring something good out of that bad situation. Are you giving God thanks in every situation? Think about it. Are we giving thanks when things are not going our way? Are we griping? I'm not preaching to anybody. I don't know if anything going on. I'm just... This is the way I heard it, and that's the way I wrote it down. Are we giving thanks when we'd rather tell someone off? Oh, my word, keeping your mouth shut is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life. The only thing some people want to give is a piece of their mind. I'm going to tell you, most of them can't afford to give it away. They can't afford to give it away. We have to determine that we're going to walk out a lifestyle of praise and worship way before troubles or trials or that smart aleck talks to you pastor all that sounds good but what really happens when the rubber meets the road I'm glad you asked what happens when we're hurt what happens when we're upset what happens when we're done wrong when we're aggravated insulted mistreated angry or frustrated I want to I want to help somebody here today if you'll get this one point today, you're going to walk out of here a, a, a greater Christian. I'll, I'll just tell you that right now. It is impossible, it is impossible, it is impossible to be aggravated, angry, or frustrated when you're praising, when you're thankful, when you're worshiping, when you're grateful. It's impossible for them feelings. You know, it's impossible to stay mad at somebody. You know how do you get over that? Pray for them. You keep praying for them. After a while, you, the things they've done wrong to you, you're thinking, you know what? The devil's used them. So I feel sorry for that person. Lord Jesus, help us. Well, in spite of what we're going through, 
It is impossible to be aggravated, angry, or frustrated when you're praising. It's impossible to be hating on anything when you're worshiping God. Hallelujah. It's impossible to be hating or rebelling or backbiting, criticizing when we're truly praising God. John 4, 24, God is the spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. If you're living a lifestyle of praise and gratitude and thanksgiving, you'll be praising God in spirit and in truth. Listen to this, Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. How many knew there were so many thankful verses in the Bible? There are. This is just some of them. I didn't get them all. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to praise. How many has ever experienced that? You just didn't feel like it, but you went ahead and pressed through. You really didn't feel like that song that Shelly was singing. That's not my favorite, but I'm going to press through anyway. You know, I'd rather hear Amazing Grace today, but I'm going to worship with you are great. You do miracles so great. We press through. Sometimes it doesn't matter what it is. We have to press through. And sometimes it is a sacrifice to praise. It shouldn't be, but it is sometimes. I told you before that our flesh is warring against our spirit man. The flesh doesn't want to do what the spirit man wants to do and what God wants to do through us. It's just that simple. There are times that we don't feel like praising God. Are we honest today? I'm being honest with you. I didn't hear any amens at that. Sometimes you don't feel like praising God. Sometimes you're too worn out. You're physically worn out. Mentally, you're, you're taxed by the daily routines, things going on in your life, and it's a constant battle. Sometimes when I read my Bible, that's where I find out how mentally exhausted I am because everything is flowing through my brain. I have to shut it off so I can understand what the Word is saying. I can read the words. I can even read it out loud and never understand it if I don't get this in control. The kids are driving you crazy. The inmates are running the asylum. That's the way it feels sometimes. School's crazy. Work's crazy. Family's crazy. And I'm not talking about a mental illness here. I'm talking about the busyness of our lives. It gets crazy. In order for us to live a lifestyle of praise and worship and gratitude, we have to sacrifice sometimes. Our own time. Our own will. Our own mood. Wow. I I love when say, well, that's just not my personality to praise God like that. Guess what? You're not your own. If you're a Christian, you claim to be a Christian, you're not your own. You do what the Word of God said. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And you know there's a whole lot more than ten commandments in here. Well, we have to give in to our own will. Well, I'm pastor, I'm too tired. Give in. Give in to God. Sacrifice to God. Sacrifice to praise. If you want to be in God's will, we have to obey God's Word. To be in God's will, we have to obey God's word. When we don't want to, go ahead and praise God. When we don't feel like it, go ahead and praise God. Praise God anyway. Show your flesh who's in control. My spirit man's going to cry out today. My flesh is going to be crucified today. One person said, praise God on the credit. (laughs) 
I don't feel like it, but I'm going to praise him anyway. You know, nowhere in the Bible does it say when the Ark of the Covenant was coming in that David danced before the Lord because the Spirit of the Holy Ghost come over him. Doesn't say it. I believe he made his flesh come into submission. He started dancing before the Lord. Now, I don't doubt he got in the Spirit while he was doing that. I've told this story before. My dad was at a church in, in uh, Grundy, Virginia. thousand people uh, there in their balcony and everything, TV cameras everywhere. Spirit hit my dad, and he jumped off the platform, took off running all the way around the building, and landed on the platform. And about the time he landed on the platform, he heard someone land behind him. After church, it was Dennis Slavens was his name. He pastored in Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, he's the same Dennis Slavens. His grandson plays for the Arkansas Razorbacks right now, baseball team. Afterwards, we were out eating, and Dad asked Dennis. He said, Dennis, do you feel the move of God, too, and you wanted to run? He goes, no. I just wanted to see if I could catch you. <laughs> I'm telling you what. You don't have to be in the spirit. I'm not talking about wildfire here, but sometimes we have to crucify that flesh and do something maybe we didn't want to just to get into the spirit. Well, position ourselves. Man, you guys need to come up here and preach this today. This is, this is good. Somebody might say, Pastor, we can't praise when we don't feel like it. That's just hypocritical. Hmm. Here's my response Bring your flesh under subjection to his spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Listen to this. I want to I show you. I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down here. I'm getting to the end. Second Chronicles 20 and 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all uh, Judah and the inhabitants of uh, Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korites uh, stood up and praised the Lord. God of Israel with voices loud and high. Now, I read this because this story right here, they're about to go into battle. All right? How many remember this story? They're about to go into battle. But the first thing they began to do was praise God. I want to encourage you to praise God before the battle. Praise God before the battle begins. Praise Him before the enemy attacks. Praise Him before your adversary takes siege over your family, over your finances, over your health. Be praising God ahead of time. I guess that's where they get the praise God on credit. I'm going to store up these praises here. Yeah. Praise God. Listen to this, dropping on down to verse 21, 2 Chron Chronicles 20. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of hol holiness. And they went out before the army... And we're saying, praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. I told you, your praise is a weapon already. Don't leave it in your holster. You have the enemy coming out and pull out your weapons. Pull out your weapons and begin to praise God. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to praise God while the battle's going on. We praise Him before the battle, but praise Him while the battle's going on. In the heat of the battle, intensify your praise. Intensify your worship. Verse 27 then says, Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat, in front of them to go back to Jerusalem with joy. 
For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. I want to encourage you to praise God after the battle's been won. (laughs) Praise God after he's given the victory. Give him praise for what he's done. But you know what? Give him praise for what he's going to do in the future too. Praise God for the battle before the battle. Praise God while in the battle. And praise God after the battle's won. Our praise goes hand in hand with our gratitude and our thankfulness. Hallelujah. I want to read. I pray this all the time. Sometimes I pray in King James Version. How many do that? Sometimes I just pray in Drew's Version. The way I remember the scripture and what it means to me. But Psalms 150. I love this because it says, Praise ye the Lord. How many of you know that phrase right there means hallelujah? So when you say hallelujah, where did hallelujah come from? Why are you saying hallelujah? It means praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. I, man, I did research on that word sanctuary over and over and over. They were talking about the temple. Talking about the temple. And it goes a whole lot deeper than that. But I, I think to myself, if there's one place there ought to be praise going up, it should be in the temple. It should be in the tabernacle. It should be right here. It should be over there. It should be up at the Baptist church, down at the Methodist church. There should be praise going up in the sanctuaries today. Praise him in the firmament of his power. You're in the right place today to praise God. I told you we're going to worship in just a minute. I just wanted to give you this sermon so we know exactly why we're praising and how we're going to praise. Amen? You're in his temple. You're in his church. You're in his tabernacle, his sanctuary today. What do we need? What do we need to praise God for? Verse number two says, praise him for his mighty acts. What has God done? Wow. Start writing the book. What has God done? Praise him in the, for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. <laughs> what do we need to praise God with? Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and heart. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. I'm amazed that some churches don't have any music in the church. All because they didn't see it in the New Testament. This is good enough for me. This is good enough for me. We're going to praise God with these things. Musical instruments are great. But if you don't have one, if you don't play one, you're not musically inclined or talented in that area. God's give you other talents. God also didn't leave you out. The last verse says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. How many have breath today? If you're breathing God's air today, he deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. Hallelujah. I know you're here. I know you need to be praising God if you're breathing today. I know we need to be giving him thanks and praise. I'm almost done. We're instructed in the scripture to use our hands to praising God. You ready for this? Psalms 47 and 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. I love these words, shout. I got in trouble this year coaching because I was shouting. Mama told me, nobody shouts at my boy that way. And I said, well, that's why your boy acts that way. We have to open our mouth when I want someone's attention. 
And to get my boys, I have three boys, they all have good hearing. And somehow I still have to shout to get their attention sometimes. I told mama, I said, I'm not mad at him. I'm just getting his attention. I love it in the Bible because it says shout to the Lord because I want to shout to him. Does he know my heart? Absolutely. He knows the intent of my heart. But I love that I could praise him, lift up my voice, and shout to the Lord. Say, Lord, I love you. I praise you. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for this church body and what you've done for us. Father, I praise you for keeping me, for saving me, for filling me with the Holy Ghost. I thank you. I shall praise you to my King. I shall glory to my King. I give honor to my King today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We use our hands to worship the Lord. We use a shout, a voice of triumph. Wow. We don't serve a God that's frightened off easily or at all. He's not afraid of noise. He's not afraid of a sound. I love it. We had a church member here years ago, and it was too loud for him in here. Not that's not the reason why I loved him. I just it was too loud for him. But what I loved about him, he didn't let it distract his worship one bit. He brought earplugs because it hurt his ears, and he put them in, and that didn't offend me one bit. I was like, praise God, he's dedicated to worship. He's coming to the house of God. He's going to give his praise too. But it hurts his ears to hear some music or whatever. So he puts earplugs in so he can continue to praise God. That's the right attitude. That's the right attitude. It's time for the blood-bought people of God to start giving him praise and giving the gratitude from our heart and worship that he deserves. Jesus said, Luke 19 and 40, I tell you that if these should keep silent... If you don't praise and worship me is what he's saying. The stones or the rocks would immediately cry out. There's not a rock going to cry out for Drew. A pebble, a stone. It doesn't grant it. It doesn't matter. They're not crying out for me. Why? I'm going to give him the praise, the honor he deserves. This is not an assembly of God thing. What I'm preaching today is not an assembly of God thing. It's not a Nazarene thing, a Baptist thing, or a Methodist thing. The Bible tells us. The Bible thing. This is a Bible thing. And it tells us to clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. Pentecostals should not be the only ones getting loud today. First Timothy 2 and 8. I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Psalms 30 and 4 says, Sing praise to the Lord, all you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Just remembering his name, we ought to start praising. God, I thank you. I worship you, Lord, for what you've done. Our mouth should be filled with gratitude and praise, singing, shouting, declaring him in everything, in every situation, even when we don't feel good, even when things are going bad, that praise should become, not because we're happy we're having to walk through this, it's because we're happy he's walking through it with us. Our hands should be clapping and praising Him. Our hands and arms should be raised up in praise. I remember a battle that was won simply because a man had his hands held. And there was others standing beside him holding his hands up with him. The Bible teaches us to bring forth first fruits. 
bring the tithe to the storehouse. You're thinking, Pastor, how in the world did you get off on this? It's praise unto God. Numbers 15 said that the first of the grain was given as an offering. Our offering shows our praise, our worship, our trustworthy, our faithfulness to our God. Would you stand with me? I want her to sing this song once again. Yes, we're in a season of thanksgiving. Families are going to get together. Turkeys are going to be killed and eaten. Stuffing's going to be stuffed. I want the church to be praising. I want you to think about what he's done for you, what he's brought you out of, what he's already did for you in your life. He never did another thing. We ought to be thankful to him. We ought to be praising and worshiping him, what he brought you from. The devil had your hand taking you to hell. You didn't find him. He found you. God, I thank you. It's not my power. It's not my might. It's nothing I could ever do. It was you. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. We praise and we worship you here today.